When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host live in Las Vegas. Your other host is Across America out in Boston uh, on the East Coast. It's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Thursday, my man. A lot to get to. We always joke off the hazmat suit. You might need a fire a firefighter suit because Gamble and Lou, it's Gamble and Lou day. He's going to be bringing the heat. Excited to get his takes on a lot of these, uh, of course, the two big matchups this weekend as well as UFC. But, Pritch, we're starting to get these head coaching gigs filled here. Finally. Daniel Hackett to the Broncos. I'm wondering, Pritch, is this a connection here with Aaron Rodgers? Remember, the Broncos were on kind of his quote-unquote short list of teams to go to last year. Now you have some familiarity with the offensive coordinator. Do you think Hackett hiring here with Denver makes it more likely that we see Aaron Rodgers maybe going a mile high? Well, it wouldn't hurt, to be honest with you, Josh. I mean, he's a first-time head coach. He's a son of a coach. Uh, so the pedigree is there if you're thinking about it and connecting the dots to uh, I think uh, when, you, when you talk about hierarchy in the National Football League, it's the Manning family uh, and then it's the Shanahan family. And so Kyle, son of a head coach, Mike Shanahan. And so now you're looking for coaches that can connect to today's athletes. And everything you read and hear about Nathaniel Hackett is the fact that he can connect to today's athletes. Uh, he's fun to be around. He's engaging. He's creative. Uh, and certainly that's what the Broncos are looking forward to having uh, in the building as a head coach. Now, if you want to connect the dots, too, does that bring Aaron Rodgers to Denver? It wouldn't hurt. <laughs> I mean, I think his wife helps, too, or his soon-to-be wife because she's from Boulder and, uh, you know, you have family relations there. And so uh, it wouldn't hurt to have his former offensive coordinator talking about Aaron Rodgers in the building with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, and to me, that's kind of the first thing that came to mind. Did you make this hire with the idea of, hey, let's sweeten the, uh, you know, kind of the, um, you know, having Rodgers come to, to uh, Denver, mm -hmm. knowing that he, hey, if you switch coordinators, sometimes that can be, you know, a big headache having to deal with a new offense. What if Hackett taking over just says, hey, Aaron, come on over. It's a mile high. We're going to play the same offense that you had in Green Bay. We got a lot of young, great wide receivers, uh, obviously Jerry Judy and Sutton and 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 Fant there. So you got a lot of a lot to work with there in general. Mm -hmm. And of course, Shailene Woodley, his fiance or maybe future your wife she's from Denver as well so kind of reading the tea leaves I'm thinking hey you know you had a defensive guy like Fangio you took it as far as it can go now let's go offense let's try to bring in Rodgers uh, obviously they kind of have a clear deck here with uh, Teddy Bridgewater on a short deal and you know Drew Locke on the rookie deal so I think financially it could work and Pritch, this is kind of one of those things like, you know, if you want to make a speculative bet, Broncos are 18 to one to win the Super Bowl. If this, you think, is kind of the tea leaf that will bring Rodgers to Green Bay or to uh, from Green Bay to Denver, 
that 18 to one now could be appetizing and you got to think Pritch, what would it be? You know, seven to one, 10 to one. It's got to really tank here. If Rogers ends up going, well, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, 2023 Super Bowl odds. Uh, they're across the, the books here. So, I mean, think about DraftKings, uh, BetMGM not offering uh, next year's Super Bowl odds as of right now. Um, but you think about that 18 to one for the Broncos. Why are they 18 to one right now? Seriously. They didn't even make the playoffs this year. Uh, I think you hit on an important point about Hackett, uh, the youth on the Broncos roster right now, talking about engaging, creative, and he can be in touch with today's athletes, whereas Fangio wasn't. Fangio, he was a senior citizen when it came to these players and connecting uh, to these players and trying to get the most out of the players with the Broncos roster, where you have a younger coach like Hackett who has that type of personality. I, I think it's – Twofolded here, where in terms of they're hiring Hackett uh, with the intention of him pulling that out uh, of these younger players for the Broncos. Uh, they're a talented roster. We know that. Now, they do need a quarterback. I, I think the quarterback comes second here because, you know, a lot has to happen for Rodgers. First of all, the Packers, they're in a salary cap situation, which they can't afford Rodgers right now. They're over the cap by, I believe, $40 million. Uh, Rodgers' cap number in 2022 is – close to 50 million. I want to say 45 million, somewhere around there. So they can't afford Rodgers anyway. And I don't know if Rodgers wants to restructure that to help out the Packers. They have to franchise tag Devontae Adams. I don't know how they're going to do that either with the fact that they're in salary cap hell right now and uh, as an organization. So a lot of moving parts here, Josh, whereas the Broncos, they do have cap room to make that deal happen with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense here, Pritch. So I'm kind of scouring the prop betting market. Let's see if we can get some Aaron Rodgers next team. Who will he go to odds out here? <laughs> Haven't seen too much, but you got to think the Broncos are one of these clear-cut favorites. Pritch, right, 18-1. to one. Only... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And why are they 18-1 are they with Teddy Two Gloves or, no. or Drew Locke? No, to me, that's the odds makers saying, hey, on the off chance that this uh, happens here, Rodgers going to Denver. Let's not hang Denver, you know, 50-1, to 45-1, to 1, you know, 30-1, to 1, which maybe they probably should be closer to that. Also, when Rodgers kind of said, I think he kind of, kind of reading the tea leaves. He said a couple of things that made, made me kind of, uh, kind of raise my eyebrows a bit. Number one, he said, I'm not going to take too long to make up my decision. Mm -hmm. Maybe he didn't like all the heat that he got last year, but also he mentioned, Hey, you know, I want to get out in front of this thing because we have a lot of guys on, on contracts or contract situations that are up in the air. So I think with Denver making this higher quickly, remember we have all these vacancies. We've only had two of them filled so mm -hmm. far. Seven Why did left. Denver want to get out in front of this? Yeah, we got seven more to bet on Pritch, but I think they did this quick just to kind of, hey, let's let's make it ample time here to start, you know, backhanded negotiations, backdoor negotiations. It makes a lot of sense to me. And Pritch, one comment on millennials. I'm a millennial. We get a lot of crap. <laughs> okay. We all got to, you know, you come in last place, you still get a trophy. But I think today's athlete, you're starting to see that the hard nosed coach that makes you run suicides and go up and down the hill. Uh, today's athletes aren't really into that. And I think this is kind of a nod to, you know, out with the old Fangio, maybe in with the new. I don't think it's right or wrong. It's probably, you know, the old school way should still have a, a spot in today's game. But it just goes to show you today's athlete, they don't really put up with kind of the old school way of coaching. Yeah, I think the old school way is going out the window, though. I mean, look at all these GMs. Ryan Poles, he's 36. Uh, Joe Shane is in his early 40s, too. So uh, I, I think you're going to continue to see that in the National Football League. The youth movement, they're embracing college football each and every day. Uh, and we're seeing that. And so I, I think engaging with today's athletes, uh, you certainly that is essential for any head coach or GM situation. Now, looking at the Bears, they hired a new head coach. Now, he's a little bit older. He's 51, I believe. Uh, Matt Eberflus uh, is now the head coach over there in Chicago. Doesn't really move the needle 
It, it does, and I'll say that. I, I think the Bears are in total rebuild mode, even with the quarterback that they just drafted last year. Uh, 65 to 1 Super Bowl odds uh, for the Bears. <laughs> Totally in rebuild mode, but they only have five draft picks coming up in this year's draft. Yeah, so I'm wondering, Pritch, was Eberflus their number one guy? I don't really <laughs> think he was. Right. I mean, you know, uh, was this a situation where maybe they really wanted Brian Flores and he turned them down? Or mm-hmm. Dan Quinn also just mentioned that he's going to stick with the Dallas Cowboys. He wants to say, you know, I want to win with the Cowboys. But maybe it's just like I didn't want to go take over uh, a roster that, you know, has a lot of holes and, you know, question marks on Justin Fields, even though I think he could still have a good future here. But Eberflus, it kind of makes sense just leaning defensively. This is what we talked about on the show, Pritch. You know, in that, that culture, in that city, uh, playing hard-nosed defense, the 85 Super Bowl winner, you kind of lean on your defense, you play outdoors. So that makes sense. But Eberflus on all the prop bets we looked at, Pritch, I mean, he was really, really down the list. So I'm, I'm thinking that this wasn't their top guy, but they said, hey, we need somebody. And maybe you have, uh, you know, an outlook here that maybe he could be uh, the guy. But it seems to me that he wasn't their number one choice in 65 to one. Pritch, I know there's a lot of betters who like value and maybe that's good value. But what does value mean if it's not going to win for you? 65 to one. This Bears team is a long way away. That really doesn't appetize me. At all. No, it doesn't really. I mean, that division could be wide open. Uh, you might uh, weight the Detroit Lions in kneecaps a little higher <laughs> moving forward, right? I mean, look, if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, uh, what's going to happen to the NFC North? Uh, in particular, uh, all those teams, right? And so we got seven head coaching vacancy, vacancies left. Who's going to fill those? And are you going to be excited about any coaching candidate moving forward right now? Yeah, so I think the big names to drop that I'm still waiting on are Dayball, obviously, uh, who's got a great great track record here of what he's done in Buffalo and obviously working under Belichick, working under Saban. I think he's picking his spot. Maybe it's going to be the Giants. We'll have to see about that. It's funny, uh, John Mara, the owner, Pritch, I got to give him credit. He kind of said, you know, uh, Daniel Jones is our guy, but we haven't treated him very well. He said all these different coordinators and, you know, all these different coaches and we got to do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they kind of put themselves out of the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. I don't know why you'd say that. Wouldn't you still kind of be working on that? But Dayball's a shoot a drive. And then, of course, Flores, who we talked about, whether that's with the Texans, because you have the familiarity with Nick Casario and the Patriots. So a lot of these shoes are are still the drop here, Pritch. But uh, obviously, we're waiting on more big names and hopefully as betters. That gives us more time to read the tea leaves and maybe cash some of these next head coach odds. Real quick, speaking of the Bears, I saw this tweet by Aaron Lemming. Um, The Bears are in this cycle, Josh, of hiring coaches. Like you think about Lovey Smith. He was a defensive coach. Uh, Tressman was an offensive coach. John Fox was a defensive coach. Matt Nagy was an offensive coach. And now Iberflus, defensive coach. It's like they're going back and forth each and every coaching hire. Defense, offense, defense, offense. So uh, make up your mind out there in Chicago and have a plan and stick with it. Hopefully they can get better because I think that will help out the National Football League. When you think about the injury news too, Josh, for the Chiefs, uh, Matthew is still in concussion protocol. The cognitive testing and all that's going on right now. See how he's going to respond uh, with all that work that he has right now. I, I think I'm anticipating he's going to be ready to go for the conference championship. And then uh, Trent Williams, uh, Elijah Mitchell did not practice Wednesday, as we know. Um, Kyle Shanahan on Williams in his mind. There's no way he's not playing. So uh, there you go right there. I think that player, Trent Williams, is going to do whatever is necessary whatever is necessary to be on the field for the 49ers. Yeah, definitely, Pritch. And again, you know, kind of looking at these odds movement, a couple little things here. It looks like the, the Kansas City Chiefs are probably going to go to seven and a half. You know, okay. if you're a Chiefs backer here, the seven's probably your best number. I assume they're going to be a huge teaser play here, you know, seven down to one. But you're kind of looking at it all week where the juice was kind of quietly leaning Chiefs. And now I think it, you know, kind of took a step up here over the last 24 hours. A lot of these sevens uh, were minus 110. Now they're minus 115 or minus 120 to Kansas City. So if you've been holding out for the Bengals trying to get the hook, I think you may end up getting it maybe today, maybe 
maybe tomorrow, but the juice is really trending towards seven and a half. And then interesting San Fran and, and the Rams pitch. We're still juiced up on the San Fran side, plus three and a half. But maybe we're looking at a low-scoring game here because there's continued money coming in on that under. Open around, you know, 47, immediately got down 46 and a half. Mm -hmm. And then over the last 24 hours, a lot more money has poured in on the under, now down to 46 or 45 and a half. So, you know, we have seen a lot of familiarity here, kind of benefiting uh, maybe a lower-scoring game. You know, we do have 2-0 and to the under here with San Fran in the playoffs. Right. Uh, went on Lombardi line earlier. Michael uh, Lombardi was leaning on this under. It makes a lot of sense. Public's over, yet this line is falling. Maybe we get another 23 to 20, 20 to 17 type game. You're seeing money on that under, whereas, again, a lot of money on the over in the Kansas City game. Okay, Whitworth uh, on track to play, according to Sean McVay as well, left tackle for the Rams. It's time to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. Our championship weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on vsin.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game BetCast. It's the biggest game of the year. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm -hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. NFL playoff season is here, and it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. You have to visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the program. It's Michael Pritchard and Josh Applebaum here on Betting Across America on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. And uh, please be joined by our guest, Lou Finicaro, Point Spread Weekly contributor, also host of Bout Business Podcast. Lou, how are you? I'm doing great. Tickled to join you gentlemen this afternoon. 
Uh, we're winding down in the NFL, which is always a good thing because as the NFL winds down, the UFC gains more popularity in and around the VEASAN network and with gamblers. Absolutely. Uh, looking forward to the season ahead for UFC for sure. Uh, but you are one of our betting experts. And, but also, we love your insight too. So uh, the Chicago Bears, they hired Matt Eberflus. And I want to read this to you. I saw this tweet. I thought it was interesting. Uh, the cycle that the Bears are in. They hired Lovey Smith, a defensive player, a defensive-minded coach, then offensive-minded coach with Tressman next, <laughs> then Fox defensively, and then Nagy offensively. Now with Eberflus, is a defensive-minded head coach. So the philosophy out there uh, in Chicago, is it going to be beneficial for the Bears moving forward? No. And the problem with Chicago, unfortunately, is the same problem as an investment cycle investor at 20 and 30 years old makes aggressive moves. But when they're 60 and 70, they just want to hold on. The problem with the Bears is and has been and will continue to be in the McCaskey family. Unfortunately, I'm not trying to throw stones, but they don't invest. Look at since Lovey. And, and Lovey did quite well. They've had egg all over their face, mostly because they're unwilling to invest in their team. They believe that it's the team that draws the talent and it's a different day. You were talking about old school, the ownership for the Bears, until it changes, they're gonna be mired in mediocrity. I hate to say that, I got to sit with ownership for the 85 Bears Super Bowl, so I'm close to them, but I'm not afraid to call it like it is. Lou, it's great to be with you, and uh, no MMA or UFC this weekend, unfortunately, so we'll be able to pick your brain and really walk through both of these championship games, which should be a lot of fun. So I want to get your take, the first one, AFC Championship, Cincinnati and Kansas City. Now, of course, this is a rematch uh, from late in the year where there was an upset win by the Cincinnati Bengals, 34-31. They went out, raised a three-and-a-half-point dog. Really early movement and kind of continued movement is toward Kansas City, Lou. They open, you know, six and a half, seven. It looked like they're creeping up to seven and a half. We have seen money to the over, you know, whether it was an opener of 51, 50 or 53 and a half. Either way, it's up to around 54, 54 and a half. What are you thinking uh, with this one, Lou? Any lean to, uh, you know, the Bengals if they go to a hook? Would you look at teasing down the Chiefs? You know, is this a just take the over, even though it's a big public play? How do you see this one shaking out? Well, that's a great question, but but I'll answer it specifically. I, I really love the under in this game, and you haven't heard that from anyone. This opened at 50 and a half, and I happen to respect my bookmakers. They knew the two teams. They knew they had played just in December, and they hang 50 and a half, and now you're going to tell me that they're four points, four and a half points, maybe when this gets to 55, and it will. You're going to tell me the bookmakers missed an NFC or AFC championship game by four points. I'm going to tell you, no, they did not. It's everybody that's missing it. And I look at this game as a 31-17 kind of a chief game where they utilize their superior defensive line. And this is going to be a theme in both games. The horse is up front. Their defensive line will not be able to be blocked by Cincinnati A and B. 
the synchronization of Kansas City's offensive line, a, a brand new offensive line at the beginning of the year, has taken 17, 18 weeks to get itself together, and they're ready to play their best game. This game's a mismatch up front, and I look at Kansas City, but I, I don't like laying points, but I'm sure confident that that under has been uh, over-adjusted way too much. You know, Lou, that's why we love and appreciate your expertise because, I mean, it takes two to tangle for sure. And uh, you look at the Chiefs uh, who are averaging, they're averaging 42 points uh, a game uh, when you think about the two games in the playoffs. And then certainly we know how explosive they are. Uh, and then on the other side, the, the, the Bengals, uh, their situation with the offensive line, I don't know how they correct that in a week's time uh, against what they're going to face in, in Kansas City. Uh, I, I love the side a, a little bit. Maybe it will tick up for me to be more comfortable with the Bengals. But that total, I mean, it's not like we're getting Buffalo in Kansas City. We're getting the Bengals, uh, who, you know, it can be explosive and, and certainly 65 points between the two teams in the earlier meeting. Uh, but in the playoffs, I, I think that's a different animal and kind of agree with your assessment right there in that total. Yeah, I, I tend to think that there's such advantage in the coach and the quarterback on the home team side and experience that there can be a press that will be put on should Kansas City get up like they did easily in their first game. And and I will say, guy, in that first game, Kelsey was just back. Uh, the Honey Badger was coming off a, an injury himself. Their, their offensive running back situation was unsettled. This is a much far more stable group of Kansas City Chiefs uh, for this game than it was back then. And Lou, to your point, if we kind of dig dig, dap, uh, dig back into the past when he gets these AFC NFC championship games, you have over the past two decades seen these home favorites go seven and seventeen and thirteen against the spread, fifty-seven percent, and straight up. Again, if you're maybe looking at teasing them down a little bit, twenty-two and eight to these home favorites straight up last two decades here, seventy-three percent. So uh, to your point, you know, if you like the Chiefs, say hey, that you got some data behind you there. But now, how about San Francisco and the Rams here, Lou? You know, we did see some under money uh, really kind of showed up today. It was early, a little bit ticked down. Then it ticked down even further, you know, 47 down to around 46 or 45 and a half right now. And the odds makers are still just laying there at three and a half where it's a little juiced up to the 49ers. 49ers would check off some boxes in terms of familiarity. How do you cap this one, Lou? Is this a, you know, a low total or a total falling that is still worthy of maybe an underplay? And do you think the, the 49ers can keep this kind of Cinderella run going? Boy, I sure like to be on the, you know, receiving end of CLV. And so at 46 and a half and 46, yeah, that was the time to get on the under. At 45 and a half, you know, okay, maybe, but don't, why wait any longer? Uh, th there's a lot of familiarity here. And really, again, I'm looking at defensive line. San Francisco looks to me the same kind of team they looked like two years ago when they were completely dominant in that defensive front. Joey Bosa really does a lot for the other seven guys they rotate in there. I'm completely confident that not only is Trent Williams going to play, listen, and Pritch can address this. These kids, this is their dream their whole life to get to AFC, NFC championship game. Wild horses aren't keeping them out. So count on them all playing. What condition they'll be in, I'm not sure. But what I like is I like the fact that San Francisco doesn't hide what they do. They're going to run right at the Rams. And I think that's the prescription for dominating the Rams is to go, not necessarily at Donald, but I would sure go at Von Miller right at him 25, 30 times. And I think San Fran has that in their design.
You know, Lou, I trying to decide a side in this game, and I'm waiting for some line movement too. The total is one thing, 46 on the board. I can't get past that the 49ers have only scored two offensive touchdowns in the playoffs. And I can't get past that they've only scored three total. I know familiarity could help their cause against the Rams. But as a better, I mean, I don't want to look at that. I don't want that recency bias. Uh, do I look back uh, and buy into the familiarity aspect? Or, or how do I get past the fact that offensively the 49ers don't have it going in terms of scoring touchdowns yet? Yeah, what I think you look at is the fact that Jimmy G has been dinged up with a finger, cold weather in Green Bay, then a shoulder for a half, and now we're going to get the healthiest Jimmy G in this game. I'm a Jimmy G fan. He's better than mediocre, and everyone wants to give him mediocre. He's going to prove it in this game. Jimmy G's as healthy as he's, as he's been in a month, and while that might be blue sky, groping at a little bit of blue sky, to me, I, I'm, I'm banking on it. I, I really think San Francisco is poised, and I really would look at George Kittle as a guy that's going to completely break out in this game. Lou, you're making me feel better about my plus three and a half here. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, this is a good sign. But real quick, only thir only 30 seconds, Lou. Any any take on these Super Bowl futures? Maybe you're too late to the party, not great numbers. But Chiefs plus 120, they're the favorite right now. Is that a worthy number or any of these other uh, teams kind of catch your eye? I'll just add one more thing. All playoffs long, forget about the point spread. Pick the winner of the game and either give the points or take the points. Don't worry about teasing. As far as Super Bowl futures, I'm all about San Francisco gaining revenge over Kansas City. Great insight, great, great information, great perspective always from the great Lou Finnecaro. Thanks a lot, Lou. That was awesome. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Good luck to everybody. Good luck to you as well. You can follow Lou at Gamma Lou on Twitter. Coming up next, Josh, we got NFC Conference Championship props to get down and break to break down. Uh, we're going to do that next. Coming up here on the program, VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. And so, Josh, it's prop time. Uh, now, NFC Conference, it gets tricky, though, because I just mentioned with Lou uh, about the lack of production offensively when it comes to points for San Francisco. But that could be aided by the fact that they're facing the Rams, a team that they're confident going up against, certainly, that they know very well, and therefore the emergence of Jimmy G, the real Jimmy G, uh, and not the suspect we've seen in the playoffs. Maybe that happens. Uh, but certainly there's a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball there for both teams. So Jimmy G, his passing yards prop, 233.5 uh, right there. Where do you stand with that prop? 
Yeah, so I think first off, Pritch, you know, there's a couple ways to look at prop bets this weekend. Number one, Cincinnati KC, uh, you have really high totals. Maybe we're expecting a lot of overs in that one. With this game, we're getting some under money, so maybe mm-hmm. it's not as as high, you know, high flying and as many points and going up and down the field. But on the on the good note here, on a positive note, you have a lot of box scores to go off of. Again, a lot of familiarity. So if you really dig into kind of these matchups and, and look at these and try to recreate these box scores, I think I think that's where you find some value. Now, Jimmy G, one thing we did see, uh, as you mentioned, Pritch and, and Gamble and Lou mentioned he's healthier he's off the injury report uh you're not going to have to be in the cold weather like lambo so it's kind of a uh you know a good spot here for jimmy g but one thing we did see around the betting market pritch i'm leaning under in jimmy g's uh total passing yards it actually opened at 234 and a half the bet mgm it's down to 233 and a half to me it's always notable when uh kind of totals drop here especially when it comes to quarterbacks because the public really wants to just blindly blindly bet a lot of quarterback overs like cashing you know with Josh Allen and Mahomes in that great game here so the fact that it fell tells me some money came in here on that Jimmy G underpassing yards right now 97% of bets 96% of money is on the under that'll probably even out a little bit okay. it tells me a lot of money is going under and if you look at the last two games here he threw for 172 against Dallas. He threw for 131 against Green Bay. He threw for 182 against the Rams in the first game. Now, he had a better game in the in that uh, season finale that they won in overtime. He threw for 316. But I don't think the ticket to winning this game is Jimmy G, you know, air raid throwing it. I think the ticket is running the ball. So, I'm looking at the Jimmy G under here, Pritch. I'd go under 233 and a half. You know, that's interesting you say that because – the, the rushing attacks are identical for both teams. I mean, it's McVay, Shanahan, right? And they coach together. Uh, they run the same offense. Uh, to me, it's going to become it's going to come down to matchups, really. Uh, I mean, those individual matchups are is my player better than your player? Because they're going to know exactly what we're doing. I mean, in terms of extending the double teams to the edges, both teams do that. In terms of blocking down with wide receivers, both teams do that. Uh, I certainly would take a look at some rushing props. Uh, depending on Elijah Mitchell and his availability, he's at 70 and a half rushing yards, which is incredible to me. Whereas Cam Akers, uh, I know he rotates in and out, but he's at 59 uh, and a half rushing yards. Now, with the passing yards, uh, if you do have uh, those quarterbacks in that situation right there, uh, you know, that's where it gets tricky to me because Jimmy G uh, and his passing yards and certainly what the offense is right now with him at quarterback is limited. Uh, so focusing in on these rushing props that we're about to look at, Josh, uh, that might be the way to go. Even Debo Samuel, looking at him and his rushing props at 39 and a half. I mean, that kind of stands out to me as well. I'm thinking the same thing as you, Pritch. And, you know, real quick with Jimmy G, look at his interception prop. It's a half a pick, but it's over minus 150. That's that's a pretty big juice up over here. We have seen Jimmy G, you know, throw one pick in both these playoff games. You're kind of, you know, waiting for the shoe to drop where he's going to make that one pass that, you know, you're just like you cringe and, you know, it's a pick here. So, again, you're you're paying the juice minus 150, but it's kind of telling you odds makers are juicing up for a reason. So right. maybe you do look at Jimmy G throwing at least one pick. But, Pritch, in terms of the rushing, I think that's the way to go in this game. You know, uh, you bring up Elijah Mitchell. I looked at the, the two box scores and the two head-to-head matchups between these teams. In the Week 10 game, Elijah Mitchell rushed 27 times for 91 yards. In the second game, he rushed 21 times for 85 yards. So if his over-under right now is 70-and-a-half, I could see that thing going over. And you mentioned Debo as well. You know, he rushed uh, five times for 36 yards in the first game and then eight for 45 in the second game. So oddsmakers are kind of kind of splitting the difference there, putting it right at 39 and a half. To me, Mitchell is the guy. Uh, he's really done uh, re- really well turning it on late in the year. He's had a good year in general, especially if you can run behind Trent Williams and he's good to go. I'm looking at Mitchell over there, Pritch. Yeah, you know, Debo Samuel, I mean, how do you deny him double-digit carries, though? <laughs> 
the way that he's been playing, uh, the lack of production offensively for the 49ers as well. I mean, Elijah Mitchell, okay, that's one thing. Uh, but Debo Samuel kind of changes the game. And, uh, again, the matchup issue. Like, if Debo's on the field, if you're the Rams, you're going to anticipate him in the backfield. But what if he's split out? And now you gotta, he's breaking down your defense because you're planning for him to rush the football. But now he splits out. Uh, I, I really think that this is a matchup situation, Josh, and therefore these props become very, very important. Matthew Stafford, uh, 282 and a half passing yards right there. Uh, but also when you think about him uh, as just as an X factor, touchdowns, uh, the fact that he can find those mismatches out there on the field and the fact that he's highly confident right there as well. A prime opportunity in this game from a player prop standpoint is Matthew Stafford, in my opinion. Yeah, and Stafford really is, you know, kind of turn around all the criticism and all the haters and really kind of proving everyone wrong here by just playing great here throughout the playoffs and pretty much all regular season. Now, Pritch, if we can go back real quick to the rushing props, I'd love to get your take on Cam Akers because I'm looking at Cam Akers under uh, 59 and a half rushing yards. If you look at his two games in the playoffs, 24 for 48 against Tampa Bay, 17 for 55 against Arizona. But a couple things, not just that, you know, both of these numbers would have gone under, but also you're going up against a really good defensive front there for the 49ers and also the fumbling pitch. You know, this is a guy who, if he puts it on the ground, are you going to have the faith, especially after last game when his fumble, you know, pretty much opened the door for Brady to uh, get really close to pulling off a really good comeback? That fumbling issue, if it rears its ugly head, I don't know if McVay uh, will have the stomach to keep going two acres with this fumbling problem. So I'd lean under acres. What do you think about that one, Pritch? Any any people you played with in your career that were just really talented but had a fumble issue? It's got to be really aggravating. <laughs> I don't want to name names, man, when it comes to fumbling. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to put you on the spot. My bad, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, there's, there's always a few of those guys out there, Josh, to be honest with you. You know, Cam Akers is interesting – uh, in that moment, yeah, he laid the ball down twice, and that did cost the Rams. Uh, but I, I think the Rams have a lot of faith in him. Uh, and the, the fact that he battled back from that Achilles injury, uh, and he's out there helping out Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle is interesting, too, because from a, a matchup standpoint, can the 49ers match up with him out the backfield catching the football, too? I, I would explore all these props when, when all these players, because it really is, this game is just shaping up to be just one of those matchup situations across the board right there. Uh, Akers, 59 uh, and a half rushing yards. I, I don't know where I want to go with that yet. I see the unders juiced up, minus 115, uh, but I, I don't know where I want to go with that one yet. Yeah, it's kind of an unknown. So my lean, of course, is, you know, to the under just with the fumbling issue and the good defensive front. Uh, but also, Pritch, you know, let's talk about Cooper Cup for a second. I mean, this has probably got to be the most lopsided popular bet with the public to just bet the over. Right. I mean, he's gone over 100 receiving yards in six of his last eight games. He's been incredible here in the two matchups uh, between these teams in the regular season. He had 11 catches for 122. He had seven for 118. He's coming off a huge game against Tampa, nine for uh, 183. So it always worries me if I'm on like a big public obvious play pitch because more often than not they really don't come through for you i'm also worried that maybe this prop bet is shaded a little bit to the over because the odds makers know it's going to be really popular with the casual betters but man it's hard not to go over 102 and a half pitch this guy's been going over 100 uh pretty much every game this yeah year. he has been uh and the 49ers will be in trouble if they cannot bracket him or cover him uh certainly mcveigh's going to move him all over the field i cashed a ticket on adele beckham jr last week uh, with his play uh, receiving yards prop 47 and a half is at 52 and a half right now. The under minus 115, which is incredible, but uh, plus 170 anytime touchdown. Uh, if that guy is singled up anywhere on the field, Josh, I have to imagine Matthew Stafford's going to go his way. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. And Odell, I think he had a really good, you know, post-game press conference. Just, you know, he gave Brady credit and he's just kind of saying how he loves playing on this team here. So again, with all the attention that Cup is going to get, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, uh, you know, if you're better like San Fran me, with, for me this weekend, hopefully you're not Todd Bowles leaving him wide open down the seam with a game on the line, Pritch. I think Shanahan's going to be a little smarter than that. Uh, but again, is this your secondary guy that all the attention deservedly so is on Cup? Whereas Odell, you know, the more time he has, the better connection he has with Stafford. He's been really coming up huge here in the playoffs. I could be entertained by that over 52 and a half with, uh, with OBJ. Yeah, he's an elite player. Uh, Van Jefferson has a knee situation. Keep an eye on that. Monitor that situation right there from a passing standpoint. Uh, use check, though. Uh, nine and a half receiving yards. The unders juiced up. Minus 115. Why not go over this one? <laughs> I mean, that's, he's the best yeah. fullback in the game. It does kind of make sense. And I think you're going to have to probably sweat this one. He probably might have zero like late into the third quarter. And then you kind of have like a trick play or, you know, a big first down that he makes. So yeah, it's juiced up under, but Hey, can he get you one 10 yard catch? I think that's doable. Well, absolutely. Now they do have plays to him. It's just Garoppolo cannot find him. He overthrows them all the time when they script those plays to use check. I mean, the guy is wide open, but yet you have Jimmy G missing him, but there's your, there's your bet right there. Nine and a half. I like that prop receiving yards for Kyle use right there. The 49 fullback when we continue the program uh, we get to the NBA uh, and Josh Applebaum's Market Insight that's coming up next Spectrum One is a big deal you get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included all while saving big for the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet on more than a final score with One Game Parlay at BetMGM. One Game Parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bed types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account and create your best parlay before the game starts. If you're new to BetMGM, then sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 with bonus code VSIN1000. To place one-game parlay bets on football, basketball, and more, plus earn M life rewards that you can redeem for room nights and dining at any MGM resort nationwide. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you feel that you have a gambling problem. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Josh, want to get to a little bit of news Sean Payton has made uh, on the Dan Patrick show. Uh, he's mentioned um, that he's uh, heard back channel interests 
from two NFL teams. In other words, his agent is getting calls uh, about his availability. How about that? What do you think about that? That's interesting. So, you know, kind of Peyton did say, like, I'm definitely going to sit out. I'm not interested. I don't want to do anything else. So uh, maybe the fact that, you know, if I were Peyton Pritch, I would wait out a year because there's such an interest and intrigue. And it's so hard to find a good NFL coach that, you know, the longer he's out of the game, you like give it a year. Maybe you go uh, be, a you know, uh, an announcer here and make, you know, $15 million like Tony Romo and kind of, you know, be an analyst and kind of take it easy for a bit. I just think the outcry for bringing in Peyton, if you kind of let it sit on the back burner, it's just going to get more more interest over time so if I was Peyton and you know you've been so committed to football for so long you know maybe you deserve a little bit of a break here reset you know hang out with the family a bit and then let all those other teams who are desperate for a good coach really start to bang down your door you know next year the year after that and really pick your favorite spot because you know we still have seven vacancies but Pritchard any of these really that appetizing you know a lot of them have a lot of issues here if I was Peyton I'd sit it out I'd let them continue to knock down my door and wait for the perfect opportunity that's how I would address it yeah absolutely I, he knew he was going to have some interest for sure. His agent was going to field phone calls. We all knew that. It's just, uh, can anybody pry him away? Uh, and certainly, like you mentioned, do you step back, uh, survey everything, take it all in? There's seven vacancies out there. Some of them uh, are not that attractive, to be honest with you. Uh, but we'll keep an eye on that situation right there with all the head coaches in the National Football League. But the association, uh, two games here, Josh, uh, the Lakers and the 76ers, the Lakers on the road with this brutal road trip. Uh, nice job against the Nets. We know about that one. You got Philly, though, laying four and a half. Two 17s a total uh, in this matchup. What do you think? 218 now on the board, though. Yeah, so one interesting thing from last night, Pritch, favorites went eight and two straight up and against the spread. So chalk did very, very well. I think this is one of the reasons why, you know, NBA is kind of a, a really, you know, perplexing sport. To me, it's kind of the hardest sport to bet on right now. I've had way more success like in the NHL and even college basketball. So NBA can be tough to win consistently at. And you had a last night where chalk did very well. And both of these games today, the line is moving toward the chalk. So the 76ers in this spot, they open lane two and a half. Uh, I jumped in on the two and a half on when they were on the money line around minus 130 earlier today. So I'm pretty happy right now. This line is all the way up to four and a half. I'm not sure if that's Danny Green related. He is good to go. That's the only really injury spot that I've seen. Uh, but movement is definitely going toward the 76ers. It's not a very lopsided bet. You know, I don't know how comfortable I'd be laying kind of the worst of it at this point. But to me, it's 76ers or nothing in this spot, especially with this movement in their favor. But also, Pritch, if you want to go a different direction, you know, take a peek at Joel Embiid's prop bets for tonight. Mm -hmm. He has been unbelievable recently. He's had a, a ridiculous string here of 40 point games. Uh, if you look at his points, rebounds, assist prop, that could be something worth targeting. The guy's just been unbelievable recently. And now he's the co-favorite to win the MVP. So movement toward the Lakers here, or sorry, movement toward the 76ers here. And again, if you're late to the party and you, you don't feel good about, you know, laying that bad number at this point, maybe you target Embiid to some of his prop overs. Yeah. Uh, early tip off. I mean, it's 730 Eastern, uh, 430 all Obviously, out here, you know, the thing about these player props, too, uh, keeping an eye on Embiid for sure, team totals uh, as well uh, in this matchup. Josh, how about the Timberwolves uh, and the Warriors? Uh, this game is intriguing to me as well. I mean, you got Golden State uh, laying six here, uh, 229 and a half the total uh, as we look at the board here. Yeah, so a lot of movement here toward the Warriors. You know, even though uh, Iguodala and Draymond Green are still out, right. you've seen this line open uh, like Warriors minus five Pritch. Now they're up to six. Looks like they're probably going to go to six and a half. I see some of those six and a halfs popping up right now. So movement toward the Warriors. You know, if anything, this would be your hazmat play to sit back and maybe take the T-Wolves plus the points. Mm -hmm. Across the betting market, Pritch, the Warriors, you know, of course they had a great start to the year anyway. People love them from all their, you know, Dub City days. Now you're getting Clay Thompson back. 
they're a really, really popular bet in general. Uh, and tonight, they're really lopsided. I'm looking at like 90% of bets on Golden State. So I don't know if it's, you know, just totally public here. I think maybe that, you know, minus five, five and a half early took, you know, a bite at the apple there for from some sharps or wise guys. But at this point, you know, you're with the public getting the worst of the number in a really, really lopsided play in a primetime game. So that isn't too intriguing to me. Now, maybe the Warriors roll and win by 15 and it doesn't matter. But if anything, I would lay off. I think the value is now gone on the Warriors. If anything, if this gets to seven, Pritch, I'd be intrigued by a hazmat, you know, super contrarian, you know, plus seven play with the T-Wolves. Because if you look at them recently, uh, they've won, I think, four of their last five. They're playing pretty good basketball. It's just always tough to go to Golden State and, you know, find a cover there. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I, I know Golden State's still looking for that court chemistry uh, with the return of clay for sure. And figuring that out. But, uh, I mean, always intrigued by the total in that one. Uh, ben Wilson, our producer, informed me about Embiid's prop, uh, 49 and a half points, rebounds, assists prop right there uh, in that matchup against the Lakers. What do you think? Ooh, I lean over there, Pritch. Again, I'm worried because it's a it's a popular public yeah. play. You walk into a bar, everyone's holding this ticket and beat over. But sometimes you get these players who just continue to roll. And uh, I think the matchup against the Lakers, I mean, who's going to hold Embiid down? They're a very yeah. kind of older team. Does Anthony Davis try to guard him? Do you, you have another big man try to try to hold him down? I don't think you can do it. I mean, if you can get 40 points, maybe 35, 40, and then you get you know 10 boards, a couple assists. That's how you cash that bet. Mm -hmm. I lean over in that one. Well, Embiid says he can go off against anybody. Uh, at any time. So I'm eager to see that uh, coming up later on this evening. Okay, how about college basketball? Because I know the Market Insights podcast, you, you mentioned uh, a little bit about some college basketball today. Purdue, Iowa. Uh, who do you like in this matchup? Yeah, so Pritch, really good college hoops uh, slate tonight. So for me, it's it's really NHL and college basketball. Mm -hmm. This is the one that really, really caught my eye that kind of just uh, matches quite a few systems that I lean on. So it's uh, Purdue going to Iowa. Everybody's betting Purdue here, Pritch. They're obviously a really good record. Right. Uh, they're ranked sixth in the country. Iowa's unranked. This is kind of a classic spot where, uh, you know, I'm looking at almost 80% of bets on Purdue, uh, and yet they open minus three. And they're down to two and a half. Some shops even got down to two a little bit earlier today. So uh, I would hold out maybe by, uh, you know, tip off here. It is a nine o'clock game on the East Coast. So uh, if all this love for Purdue, people coming home from work, just seeing that big number six next to Purdue and nothing next to Iowa with a short line, you got to take Purdue, right? So by holding out, you may be able to find a three. But anything two and a half or better, Pritch, I'm on Iowa here. Uh, everybody betting Purdue, yet the line's going to Iowa. It looks like a fishy play to me. Unranked conference dog versus a ranked opponent. And you do have Iowa, 11-1 and one at home. So uh, maybe you win this game. Maybe you keep it close. But this line's going to Iowa, even though public's all over Purdue. Give me the Hawkeyes here, plus 2.5. Okay, then we got Minnesota, 11-5 record. OSU, Ohio State University, 12-4 uh, record. Uh, OSU has a ranking, though, uh, Josh, in the Big Ten as well, when you're thinking about the production. Uh, minus 6.5 here on the board. 134.5 uh, is the total. Yeah, kind of another unranked conference dog versus ranked opponent. This is something, you know, it's not going to cash every time, but the theory behind it, the thought process behind it to me is something that year over year you can kind of count on a little bit. Um, I don't have a number, but I'd venture to say maybe – 54, 55% ATS, these conference dogs over the last decade or so. So give me the points with Minnesota, Pritch. This has been kind of a line freeze. You know, Ohio State's ranked. They got a far better record. Minnesota unranked. And again, this is how the public looks at these games. You don't have to do much research. You just say, take the better team, higher ranked team. But we know that sometimes you can fall into a trap there. So it opened six and a half. It stayed six and a half, despite the public on Ohio State. Uh, and you also get a kind of a good Ken Palm edge. Ken Palm has Minnesota losing by three. 
So if we're getting a six and a half, to me, that's pretty good value. Again, wait it out. You may find a seven. I don't know if it'll go there, but uh, again, with such lopsided betting, Ohio State, maybe you see that late. Minnesota, six and three at home. Ohio State, two and three on the road. I'll grab the points here. I don't know if I expect Minnesota to win, but can you lose by six or less? I think that's a worthwhile bet tonight. You're a better man than me that you can find an edge for Minnesota basketball. <laughs> I mean, uh, I was searching deep and hard for this one, but you found it. Uh, credit to you. You mentioned the NHL as well, Josh. Yeah, so we got a bunch in the NHL. And by the way, Pritch, you know, when it comes to college, you know, it's kind of just, you know, close your eyes and look at the numbers. <laughs> okay. I know that's an oxymoron, but uh, even if it looks fishy to me, that, that makes it even better. But you're right. You know, if you look at just on paper, how does Minnesota cover that game? But hey, line hasn't moved too much, sure. so maybe some liability. Uh, but yeah, Pritch, big, uh, big NHL slate tonight. Uh, so I talked about a bunch on the pod today, but a couple that just caught my eye. Uh, number one, uh, St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues are in a kind of a, uh, a revenge spot. They lost to Calgary 7-1 to just a few days ago. But in this rematch, you've seen the line kind of creeping up to St. Louis. They open around, you know, minus 130. They're creeping up to around minus 140. We've seen these home favorites do very well this year. It's kind of been, you know, wash, rinse, repeat all year with these home favorites. 66% again um, overall. Give me the St. Louis Blues tonight. All right, man. Good luck with all of this uh, on your card today. It's going to be a sweat here, Pritch. So we'll see what we can do. Have a good night, my man. Absolutely. Looking forward to that as well. Good luck, everything, everybody out there with their bets as well. Tomorrow's show, we're going to have our scouting report, our keys to the games when it comes to the NFL Conference Championship. So tune in for that. Also tune in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.